Hi Krishna everyone, I'm your host James. Uh, welcome to the Back to Pod, the third episode. Uh, today I have a special guest, uh, Lana Fanel, who's been practicing Bhakti Yoga now for just over a year and she's currently a student um, waiting uh, to go to university and she's an aspiring photographer as well. Hi Lana. Hi Krishna James, it's it's great to be here and to be your guest today. Hi Krishna. Thanks. How's the lockdown been for you in terms of your spiritual practice? It's It's been quite beneficial, I think, because it takes you away from typical schedules and it's allowed me definitely to focus more and really get to know myself before having to deal with all the other stresses. Mm. Yeah, well, for me in particular, um. I noticed I had more time to dedicate towards my japa and often food, you know, to Krishna as well. And I was able to like chat more rounds and I was lucky enough to start experiencing um, symptoms like crime ones as well, especially during my japa. Yeah, because yeah. um, I, I left my job in September last year so I could sort of focus more on doing japa and practicing Krishna consciousness, which I feel has definitely helped a lot. Oh, that's good. Um, uh, prior to coming to Christian consciousness, were you following any other spiritual path? No, my family mm. is very much atheist. We we grew up in sort of a very relaxed Christian setting, sort of town, growing up with the typical Christian moral guidances, but we never had any sort of spiritual or religious affiliation. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's probably the same for me as well, because I grew up, uh, well, I wasn't baptised, but I think um, the one thing that I do admire my parents for is they gave me the freedom to um, explore, you know, different paths as well. And, um, I've mentioned that both in earlier podcasts that I was attracted to Christianity, but, um, I've, you know, after coming out of the service, I started questions, but when it came to Christian consciousness, they seemed to answer the questions I'd been looking for for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, yeah how do you find the meditation process now i mean because you're a student does it help to um balance out the stresses of studying and absolutely. your life in general? absolutely i couldn't i couldn't live without it um my work is very stressful um and i get quite worked up over getting things perfect so having meditation and japa and sort of being given the tools to cope with these stresses it's absolutely life-changing yeah definitely I mean for me you know, I think well apart from like I uh, described myself it gave me the chance to um see like all you know living entities and animals as well as like equal, equal vision because I do a lot of running I noticed when I was just chanting the mantra itself even when you just run along you you know you look at the flowers they seem to well they appear to be more beautiful as well which is amazing I yeah. think one thing that tried, one thing that tried me about Christian consciousness is that unlike um <clears throat> other religions like the, the scriptures it gives you a, um, a good amount of detail of like who God is and what he likes to do and you know the types of relationships we can have with him as well Absolutely. Even looking out the window, it's I seem to see a different view than I did before I came to Krishna consciousness. Everything is just so much more vibrant and I understand it so much more. Before you just see trees, but now you see so much more. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, 
prior to the uh, lockdown, did, um, had you been to the temple at all? Yeah, so before lockdown, um, I went to the manor, Bhaktivedanta manor, twice because I was doing some photographic work about um, Krishna consciousness um, and my own personal growth in spirituality. So I found it was really relevant to go to the manor and sort of photograph there. And I went twice and it's just so beautiful. Mm. I mean, I, I haven't been lucky enough to go down to the manor, but I know, um, especially, well, at the manor itself, um, they're quite um, focused on car protection as well. Especially the uh, the famous farm as well. Yeah, Have you had a chance to visit the farm at all. I went to the Gokul farm, I think, on my first visit, and it's just mm. so beautiful. The devotees mm. take such good care of the cows; it's just so wonderful. You don't get that in any other kind of. Hello, can you, can you hear me, Lana? Yeah, I can hear you. I'm oh, sorry, yeah, but I think the audio went in. So, oh, if it's it? possible, could you, um, yeah, could you repeat what you just said, then? Yeah. It's possible. Um, Thanks. Wait, from where? Um, after the um, car protection, you know, he said, um, you know, about the um, the owners looking after them. Oh, right, yeah. So, the devotees take such great good care of the cows. It's It's so beautiful and... You, you just wouldn't get that kind of thing in any other place of worship. No, because well, for me, I've I found a bit of contradiction with like you know Christianity because you know it says like in you know the Bible you know thou shalt not kill and yet you know the uh, you know Christians have like all the best slaughterhouses and it, it for me it just didn't seem to work out it just seemed very wrong. Yeah, because you hear a lot about sustainable like farming and sustainable killing of animals but it's just such an oxymoron to have any sort of moral guidance yet feel it's necessary to use animals as resources yeah definitely yeah because i mean one thing that we can learn from the Vedas is that regardless of whether a living entity is a human or an animal they're a child of god as well yeah absolutely Mm. How's your family uh, took to your process of practicing Krishna consciousness? Yeah, they're not too bad. It's been getting better the longer I've practiced because um, they're quite um, atheist. They don't have any sort of sort of um, spiritual guidance in their life, which is something I admire about them. But it's mm. a bit of a culture shock having their youngest daughter do a complete... 180 degree turn on what I was brought up with to practice something that they don't quite understand and because the media back in the 70s and 80s portrayed Krishna consciousness in a certain way it's I can imagine it's quite difficult or confusing for them to have me practice something that they don't quite understand yeah I've, I've I've seemed to have the same problem as well. I think they understand the meditation process, but I think the philosophy side itself, I don't think they've quite grasped, grasped it uh, just yet. But they have seen a, well, a good change in me as well. Like, for example, like more karma, you know, well, more tolerant of other people's 
beliefs, you know, regardless of their religion or anything else. Um, how did you find the process of care time when you first came to it? I I just loved it because I I really enjoy singing and even if I'm I'm not the best singer, Kirtan really really speaks to me and I I think Kirtan's my favorite part of Krishna consciousness. Um, you can just express yourself so much more and your love for Krishna. It's it's meditation that is just so exciting. It's such a vigorous and enlightening way of meditating and it's absolutely amazing yeah i'd say for me well my first love was kirtan as well because i think most people can say that they have like a favorite uh show in music and for me kirtan enabled me to um well basically meet up with like like-minded people and come together to you know glorify the lord as well and you know like you said as well um it doesn't matter whether the person has a great voice or not, but when the, that person sings from the depths of the heart, it can you know have an immediate effect on, upon you as well. And for me, it seems to be like the, the best form of medicine, especially in today's society where people seem to be suffering from depression, anxiety, and it does um, help a great deal as well. I mean, especially in work, because as you know, I work in retail because it's quite fast paced. When I get the chance to um, sing or chant the mantra, it just seems to calm all senses down as well. Absolutely, because Krishna doesn't discriminate whether you have a good voice or not. He appreciates no. just the effort and the glorification of him and the act of saying his name in a be- in a such a beautiful way. And I find myself singing... Maha Mantra when I don't even realise I'm doing it. So if I'm in a stressful situation, I without even realising it, I'm singing out loud. Hmm. Yeah, that's funny enough, that's the same um, for me as well, because I noticed randomly I could be just, you know, walking into town or anywhere, you know, about meeting family and then all of a sudden I just start chanting the Maha Mantra randomly. Because I think once you get into the process of it, you recognise that you know there's no difference between Krishna's form and the name itself. It does bring you so much, you know, bliss as well. And it's incredible. I mean, you know, Srila Prabhupada mentioned as well that you know if one renders even a small amount of sincere service, Krishna becomes obliged to elevate the person. So, what to speak of someone whose entire life and soul has been dedicated to Krishna's service? Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, I, I noticed, uh, well, just before the lockdown last year for uh, Gora uh, Purim, I was lucky enough to um, meet up with the Manchester Temple devotees, and I noticed when I was together with them, you know, all the uh, anxieties and issues that I had within day-to-day life, they just seemed to disappear as well. And I feel like with Christian consciousness as well, do you, have, do you feel like you can be your true self as well because i feel i have to be uh, i have to like hide back you know i can't like delve too deep into it because you know i feel like being misjudged absolutely i i really couldn't agree more because when i'm with other people who don't practice krishna consciousness i find myself holding back um i Mm. don't sort of talk about the things that i am really interested in and I feel sort of a little neglected and sort of a bit of an outcast. But with devotees, 
the friendship is just so strong. You could meet a devotee for the first time and just have an instant connection because you have something in common that is just so strong and it's almost like Krishna binds you together and it's incredible. From the me- meeting the devotees in the last probably few weeks, I have had better relationships with them than I have non-devotees. Yeah, excuse me, yeah, because I've noticed as well that with devotees, you know, wherever you are in the country, you know, you can meet someone off the street and, you know, instantly you've got that connection. But sometimes with people, you know, you can approach them and then, yeah, you, there's some people where you can have a good bond with them, but so on other occasions you just don't know what to say to them as well. It can feel a bit awkward. But um, one thing that I do really appreciate as well in Christian consciousness is that there doesn't seem to be a hint of um, jealousy in terms of spiritual progress, you know, that you make, that, you know, everyone's, you know, really, you know, grateful and they're really touched on it when you strive to improve yourself as well. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Uh, do you see any uh, contradiction with um, taking to, to a spiritual practice on uh, being a student in terms of, like, the, the life itself that you, you know you lead not so much I feel that the two worlds come together quite harmoniously um yeah I can really infuse Krishna consciousness and spiritual practice in with the work that I do and even like I I just adore the quote of um work for the sake of working not for the fruits of it and it teaches me that mm-hmm. with my work I'm not striving for an outcome I don't care if my photo shoots don't come out the way I wanted them to it's just the process of doing the shoot and working is the main goal yeah because it's, it's the same for me as well in the past you know you were you know you're always fixed on the the end goal but you know, just by performing your juice itself, that's the reward as well. And just giving the um the works, well, the fruits of the actions to Krishna as well, it does make the well the um, experience a lot better as well. Yeah, because um, one of the devotees was talking to me the other day, and she was saying that you know, just do your best, and Krishna will do the rest. If you put in ninety percent, Krishna will top up the other ten percent. Mm. Yeah, definitely. Um, I think what else? I would, um, if it's like any, you know, a long pause, just don't work out. I can edit out anyway. That's fine. Think what else um, would you like to ask me a question or something? Um, oh, I can't think of any. <laughs> um, so, so you can take your time as well, because like, I'll just uh, delete stuff anyway. So it's, you know, it's, it's okay. Okay, so um, how... How long ago did you start practicing Krishna consciousness and what exactly was it that brought you to Krishna consciousness? Because we sort of have a similar story of how we started off and similar influences within our practice. Yeah, um, I took to the process of Krishna consciousness back in, I think it was 2019 or 18. Um, For me, I'd already, I've always been looking for the truth. You know, I've, I explored different faiths, or well, the three main Abrahamic faiths, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, where I did find an immense great you know, sense of comfort as well. But it just didn't seem to answer all the questions. 
and uh, you know religion teaches you you know you can't believe anything until you have direct proof and um, I believe in the saying as well that if there's a God you know we must see him if there's a soul we must perceive it otherwise it's better to be an outspoken atheist than a hypocrite and um, for me Christian consciousness through the meditation enables me to obtain God perception but um, some people might say is it like an instant process um it can be but most of the time it takes amount of time and faith to you know, understand that with god being absolute there's no difference between him and his name um for me i've I have a great deal to thank with george because uh, both you and i um, have a great love for indian music <clears throat> and um, the first um stop on the journey if you could say is probably discovering Indian music, in particular the sitar. I've always loved India in general, the philosophy, the way of life, uh, the cuisine as well. Um, I think I came across Christian consciousness first back probably about four years ago. Um, I think it was probably around the time that George Harrison was producing the Abbey Road album with the Beatles. He recorded the famous Radha Christian Temple album. And um, for me, that was a great source of um, introduction to the faith as well, because my first programme was at the uh, Liverpool Library. Um, trying to think of what else. Um, sorry. <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to add out. Um, yeah, sorry. Um, I'd probably say um, the first main experience I had practicing Christian consciousness was uh, the well, the Rafiatri Festival because in Liverpool, um, when we well after the procession of the the chariot uh, during the performance, I think it was after um, Hari Hari, um, I saw a white feather drop down on the stage, and f for me, I think that was a sign from Krishna that I found a path. I'll come back home to him. Absolutely. That really sounds like an incredible introduction to Krishna consciousness. Yeah. I definitely found it, it's weird. People that are sort of very much in the Western society, George Harrison is the perfect stepping stone from those who have no connection to Indian philosophy. It's a great stepping stone to bring you into Krishna consciousness and I and I strongly feel that George really really used his gifts and where he was in his position as an influencer to reach people that people like Shuddha Prabhupada couldn't reach and I think that has really helped the movement have a more diverse group rather than just people who'd been practicing Krishna consciousness all their lives or their parents and families practice it. It allows people like you and I to just completely step into a new world and practice a new philosophy. Mm. Yeah, but I mean, since practicing Krishna consciousness, which is, is it a way, is it like uh, losing identity or is it gaining your true identity it was definitely gaining my true self um because mm. I felt like I wasn't um aiming for anything besides a job and money and I feel like that is mm. such a 
sort of waste um there's no real goal to that and it's like I just found my true purpose and I wake up in the morning and I do japa and I practice and I read and without that I would not do anything it's I really did find my true self and the direction that I am supposed to go in yeah definitely I mean, in today's uh, society in general, um, there seems to be like a fixed idea where the only goal is to uh, make, you know, money, fame, if you're lucky, you know, as the end goal. But, you know, with each of them, it can bring stresses. And um, sometimes, you know, the, you know, the word luck, it can have like a, like a mixed, um, well, meaning because, you know, true love is bound on um, unconditional sport. Like in the material world, you know, people might may love you. You know, one day if you can do something for them, if or when. But the difference between material and Christian consciousness, well, divine love is that with divine love, it's it's bound, unconditional, meaning that regardless of what you do uh, to Krishna, you'll always be there for you. And you know, as he's the paratma within the heart, he's guiding you daily, and how you can easily approach him as well which is really beautiful as well and I've always been attracted to that side as well especially the term Bhagavan as well. Yeah absolutely I feel that the teachings of the Bhagavad Gita and the Vedas and from Krishna's instructions it allows you to have like a life with a job and family and friends and all those material things but it it helps you to do them better and the in the purest way and in a way that helps you do these things but on a spiritual level on a much higher level instead of just doing things because society's told you to um and I feel people get a little concerned about um religions that it is you know limiting you and you have to practice certain things but it's not it's completely elevating you it's enriching what you do by giving yourself a purpose and a goal that you you Mm. couldn't achieve those things without it on that level yeah definitely I I do completely agree with you as well because I think sometimes people feel like when you take the spiritual uh, path they feel like you're um you have to give up the world but you know it's like what you know Jesus said you know be in the world but know not in, within the world so you know you it's like for me because i work at primark you know uh you know people in general you know customers or whoever you know they may be attached to you know material life i mean there's some parts of material life that can be pleasing you know can benefit greatly but when you understand the true um nature of the world you know who you are as well it does give you maybe a heads up and better understanding as well because people seem to suffer a great deal don't they by um not being loved but when you know that you are being loved and guided each day it does give you um, a great opportunity and platform to um not only spread it but understand what it truly is as well yeah definitely um because as devotees we all sort of suffer the same problems like death and loneliness and other sort of mundane tasks but 
with Krishna consciousness, it's it's like a manual. It's it's like an instruction book that it helps you understand why these things happen, why they're not necessarily a bad thing, and it's all about perception. And you can go mm. through the world thinking that you know you have a curse, everything is going bad in your life, but someone someone else could be experiencing the exact same things but not see it in such a negative way yeah because sometimes people when they say oh you know why i'm suffering they could say it's uh, christian's blessing as well you know to um, elevate you as well i mean for example you know, on numerous occasions i felt like you know christian was punishing me but after you know realizing you know it wasn't it was for my own benefit you understand you know how much you know you, you can change as well yeah absolutely because um i'd say about a month ago i was really struggling with my practicing and japa and krishna consciousness because i had no temple around me i had no association with other devotees and that's something i struggled with but within a few weeks i had just met so many devotees i've fallen into a great group with sanghas every week and you know it felt bad then to not have any association, but now I have it. It's it's like my prayers have been answered in that sense. And, you know, you can feel like a cloud's hanging over your head, but you do know the sun is there and it will just take a little while to get out of whatever funk you're in or whatever. It's just not fixing directly on the problem and knowing that there will be a solution and Krishna consciousness has definitely brought that clarity to my life. Yeah, I completely um, agree with you as well, Lauren, because um, I've gone periods, well, I've gone through periods of times when I feel like my spiritual practice has been low, but I've always had um, other devotees, you know, on the other line of the phone to encourage me, you know, to give me the, um, the belief that I need and, it is, it's really encouraging because sometimes like within life, you know, we all go through our own difficulties, but when we know that we've got the added support, it does take, you know, a weight load off the shoulders as well. Um, just trying to think what else to say. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to ask me? Um, I did want to ask, um, what is your favourite thing about Krishna consciousness? Um, my favourite thing about Christian consciousness is probably being with like-minded people um, in the sense that we can um, get to know God, who he truly is himself, um, to help one another grow um, spiritually as well within a practice, whether it's uh, reading, often our food or singing as well. Yeah. And I think one thing that I love also is that through the process of um being a Hare Krishna, for me, it's given me the chance to um, see everything with equal vision as well. Because, like in the past, if I saw like you know a spider or like an ant or any form of creature that might might not be considered um, as important, you know, I wouldn't have you know bothered with such. But if I saw like an animal in distress, I'd probably, well, most definitely would react to it and help it in any other way as well. I don't know, I'm not sure any animal, you know, the love it deserves as well. Absolutely. Because it's no, yeah, there's no difference as well between myself or a baby elephant, a whale, a dolphin as well. And that's what's 
uh, really inspiring as well. Yeah, because before Krishna consciousness, I definitely have a huge fear of spiders. And before Krishna consciousness, you know, I would get rid of them in the normal way that people would and not think twice about it. But now, despite still being absolutely terrified, I have learned to deal with that and appreciate them and sort of let them do what they do. And, you know, by having a spider in the corner of my room, it doesn't affect me. Um, so why, why should I bother another innocent creature? And the same with any other animal. If I see like a bird in my garden, without a second thought, I just start like doing kirtan or singing, just connecting with any sort of other living entity. And it's, it's really incredible. Yeah, because uh, they say as well, um, when you're with nature as well, yeah, if you do, you know, chant the Maha Mantra, they do benefit of a man's deal as well, don't yeah. they? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Have, have you found practicing um, certain rituals like Ekadasi? Um, It's a little difficult for me because I don't fully understand all the rituals and practices. Um, and I feel like I will learn a little more when I sort of have the guidance maybe of a spiritual master or more senior devotees to sort of lead me in those directions. Because when I first started practicing, most of my sort of research and information came from the Bhagavad Gita and the internet. Um, so I did struggle doing those kind of things, especially like offering prashad, um, it's difficult because I'm I'm on my own in a sense and it wasn't until meeting other devotees that I began learning how to do certain rituals and practices so I feel that that is on the horizon for me um, but it might take a little longer for me to learn how to do those certain things. Mm. Yeah I mean for me um, the first time i well, I did. Um, again, I see it. I think I think it's probably about maybe four hours into it before the fast, and I'm just completely uh, lightheaded. But gradually now, because I've got used to it, I've, I've trained my body. You do receive the benefits because with Akadasi, you know, it gives you the the added uh, blessing to um, learn more about Krishna as well. And it's like you know, with Prashad, uh, you know, it might be something you know as simple as you know offering your tea or your evening meal to you know the Lord, but he does reciprocate and he does um help you to advance within Christian consciousness. Um through um offering food to you know the Lord have, have you experienced any advancements in your spiritual practice? Yeah, I would definitely say so. Um because I've been really making a conscious effort to, you know, cook and um offer prashad and, and not only for the benefit of me, for the benefit of my family, even though they don't practice Krishna consciousness, I feel that, you know, by offering the food that they're also eating, it will benefit them in a way that they might not understand, but, you know, it's it's there nonetheless. Um, I've, I've definitely felt sort of more focused and by making every aspect of my life 
in Krishna consciousness, it's it just brings your whole day, your whole week, your whole month in a certain focused state. Mm. Yeah, well, for me, um, during the beginning stages of practicing Krishna consciousness, um, I felt like until I um, well started chanting the Maha Mantra in the day, my day didn't feel complete, like something was missing. Yeah, I definitely feel that. Because um, at the start of Krishna consciousness, you know, I didn't really quite understand what I was doing. Um, and I might like chant maybe once, one round a week and really, really wasn't getting the benefits of it until I started understanding that, you know, it's it's a daily ritual. It's it's your day doesn't start without it. Um, well, even if it does, it's it's not as greater day as it would be if you had chanted yeah definitely I, I can't agree with that. I mean for me I love uh, getting up at five o'clock in the morning you know when the birds start tweeting and then gradually throughout the um the hours um the last two hours for me um when the sun starts to gradually appear it's, it's really um hard yeah it's a lovely experience well because I, I find it easier to flow into chanting the mantra as well particularly in that time because it's part you know it's the um Brahma Samhita you know it's the most auspicious time to chant yeah without getting up that early you wouldn't experience the beautiful things that happen in our world like the sun coming up you know the dew on the grass the birds tweeting you just miss all that if you roll out of bed at 11 o'clock you miss that and you know you're more sleep for as long as you can so that you know you don't have to spend that much time up and awake and then you go to bed. And I feel like that's not really a great way to live. But with Krishna consciousness, getting up early, chanting, starting the, the day right and starting it well, you know, you can really make use of your time so much better and work through the day. And it's it's just so much more beautiful that way. Yeah, I mean, one thing that I've always taken comfort from is that, you know, uh, when we take to the process of Bhakti Yoga, Krishna, you know, assures us that um, I shall get you released from all kinds of karmic reactions. And, you know, you do see the um, the benefits from that as well, because, you know, in the, the Bhagavad Gita, chapter 10, verse 10, you know, Krishna says... Um, I'm not uh, sure I understand. I'm oh, sorry, <laughs> and, you know, Krishna says... Um, I give the, the understanding by which they can come to me as well. So it's like, you know, if you have a devoted heart and soul, send to God, you know, as Christians, you know, within yourself, he'll give you the intelligence to purify your heart as well. Yeah, there's, within Krishna consciousness, Krishna's just so merciful that, you know, he will guide you in his direction. And, you know, even if you don't, you haven't practiced Krishna consciousness, it's so easy to sort of learn about it and you know become more spiritually elevated and um there's a verse from the bible which um george harrison has always stated that he really enjoyed um and it's knock and the door shall open and i feel that it's so true mm -hmm. that with a little effort you can achieve the things that you want but without action you won't get very far and i know i've you know when i've done specific prayers um and I've asked for sort of 
more association and to meet other devotees or to sort of curb certain um, addictions that I, I wasn't, you know, I felt that Krishna wasn't listening to me, you know, why, why wasn't I, you know, breaking those um, addictions or achieving those certain things, but it's because I wasn't trying. It, it took me to realize that, you know, I had to do certain things to achieve that. And it's, it always makes me think of um, the scene in the Wizard of Oz when, um, Dorothy has the shoes and she always had the power to go home she just had to realize it herself and that is so true with Krishna consciousness that you know Krishna's always been there you just have to realize it mm-hmm. yeah completely agree as well I mean it's Robbie Elson saying you know that yoga is um, a simple process but it can be hard to wear uh, perhaps sometimes you know especially like within today's climate um trying to think what else to say. That that was really good, that line. Um, Yeah, because it, well, for, you know, that, well, going back to that barber first, you know, knocking the door will be opened. It's like, you know, it's true. If you want to know anything in life, you know, you just have to knock and the door will be opened, you know, and look at, well, looking up for you and I, it's been the meditation. Yeah, it's, all the answers are right there. You just have to look and, you know, something as simple as the Bhagavad Gita you know, you can find it and you can, any question you have, guarantee it can be answered in that book or by any devotee or mm-hmm. anyone in Krishna. It's it's all there. You just have to look. Yeah, because it's like uh, with the Bhagavad Gita, you know, it's over 5,000 years old. Yeah, it's so um, applicable today in society. You know, all the questions about life, death, uh, why is it suffering in the world, who I am, you know, they've, all the lessons there, they can always point us into the right direction yeah. as well. Again, it's the, the uh, realisation as well. Um, is there anything else you'd like to ask? Um, I can't think of anything at the minute. I was, was going to say thank God for that medicine <laughs> on Anchor. I know, definitely, yeah. It's, it's annoying because you know when you do it, um, well, before and you know what to say, don't you? But sometimes you can feel a bit, um, yeah, because um, I always surprise <laughs> I myself throughout the day. I, I will have certain realizations and I'll go, Wow, that, that's really interesting. I, I always come up with such great analogies and sort of things relating to Krishna consciousness. But like, if I was asked to, you know, share some of my realizations for the life of me, I couldn't remember them. No. No, that's true for me as well, actually. Um, is there any, like, is there any, well, I'll, I'll get into the uh, photography side as well in a second. Um, is there anything else I'd like uh, me to um, discuss here? I'm not sure. Well, we, uh, maybe about um, women within ISCON. Is that good? Yeah, thing? I think that's quite good, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So within ISCON now, there seems to be like an equal, an equal platform between men and women, especially in Kirtan as well. Um. Is that something that attracted you to the process yeah, as well? Um. Because as as a woman, I feel definitely very more spiritual and open to these sort of philosophies. Um. And Krishna consciousness is is just so open and equal and 
you know, it's so welcoming to, especially a young woman. Um, there's, there's no, I've never felt any sort of anxiety towards being a woman in a practice like this, or, and especially with the cultural um, significance um, of Krishna consciousness. Women are just so welcome and so important and crucial to this practice and movement, just like Radha was to Krishna. You know, in order yeah. to be whole, you need both male and female energy. Otherwise, you know, it's going to be biased to one sort of energy and one sort of direction. But it, you need balance and equality. Yeah, I completely agree as well, because I think sometimes, you know, especially like the, well, in the past within the church, it's always, well, the emphasis was always placed on men, wasn't it, hold, you know, high-ranking positions, you know, and like women with, you know, were supposed to be in the church, but not seen or heard, which I don't particularly agree with, because it should be based on equal Absolutely, and like going to the temple, yeah. you know, there's no sort of segregation between male and female. It's very much, we're all the children of Krishna and we're all there for the exact same reason. There's no, no reason for us to be divided because we're so much stronger together, especially with kirtans, you yeah. know, without men in a kirtan, you know, it's, it's one sort of way. Without women in a kirtan, it's another sort of way. But together, everything's so much more enriched. And I feel Krishna just wouldn't, wouldn't want things to be out of balance so we need both male and female yeah definitely um for me i've got um i don't know if you've heard the book um uh, it's called um gita wisdom through the quotes and there's one uh, particular quote i've always loved is um well in life in general people seem to compare themselves with others but you know you should only compare yourself with the person that you were yesterday uh absolutely yeah because you know like you said there's no sort of jealousy or competition between devotee there should be no sort of jealousy or competition between you and yourself um you know you have to understand that today's a new day and if I didn't do certain amount of japa the day before you know it's a new day and I can achieve what I want to yeah of course yeah, because I think sometimes, uh, this you know, you can feel a bit under pressure, kind of to be a certain level. But you know, the process itself, you know, it's it's incredible because it's a marathon. You know, you can just take your time. You know, you can't commit to anything until you've had you know the belief, you know, the realization. Yeah, as well. absolutely. And you know, as as a female, um, we we all have sort of standards that society pushes on us and with Krishna consciousness you know I've completely chucked those expectations out the real window and it's just so not important and I feel like other young women would definitely benefit from the teachings of Krishna consciousness and especially about the material world that the things that we worry about today are just so insignificant and you know it's it's simplicity that is necessary in today's society and Krishna mm. consciousness definitely provides that. Yeah, definitely. I love the quote as well, um, to change your life, change the narrative Absolutely. of your life. 
because it's like you know yeah i mean there's a famous saying as well in the bible you know god helps those who help themselves it's true it's like when you do strive to make a difference whether it's within your spiritual life or your material life you know christian does reciprocate on that level as well because i've noticed and there was the times when i felt you know feeling low or down and I've always had that added support as well, like Krishna's, you know, guiding me, telling me what to do. And from those actions, it's it's been the best response I, I could have took as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. How long have you been, uh, well, how long, sorry, so I'll start again. How long have you been? So I think I've been, I've been really interested in photography for probably about nine years. Um, but I've, I've only started mm. Um, sort of progressing as a photographer in the past two to three years Um, because I started a college course um, about two years ago and I've really been progressing as a photographer because my goal is to travel the world especially to India and different cultural places and photograph in the truest form, like different ways of living and the beauty of the natural world before it's gone. Um, So, yeah, and especially with Krishna consciousness, I've been practicing that for about two years and I've really been able to include Krishna consciousness into my work and have um, led many projects which have sort of helped me with my Krishna consciousness and helped other people understand Krishna consciousness through different mediums mm. yeah I've seen quite a lot of your uh, work as well on Facebook and I was quite impressed in particular the one um, well with you in the yoga uh, position as well because you see the dedication as well they have you know for the process yeah as well, which, which absolutely um, yeah um Sorry, yeah I, I was just gonna say that um I last year I led my final project explaining how George Harrison had influenced my journey to spirituality and it allowed me to look at all the things that inspired me and starting from the beginning when George Harrison's wife Patty Boyd had introduced him to transcendental meditation leading the Beatles to go to Rishikesh mm. in 68 and looking at their albums and deconstructing them and sort of visually representing the lyrics through photography, which was really challenging but really rewarding um, way of experimenting with photography. Mm, definitely, yeah. I mean, well... Both of us have a great deal of gratitude and thanks you know, for George House as well because he gave us, well, not just us, but he gave, you know, Krishna you know, to millions of people around the world. And he just made it so easily and uh, accessible as well, you know, through his music. And in the past as well, you know, George House and, uh, well, for him, uh, Shri Pavad was very dear to him. He went through a period of unrest and he, he didn't well he was unsure whether to uh give up being a musician and move into the temple but uh sure Prabhupada stressed that no you should you know you don't need to give up you know you your and you know your fame um any of your material attachments such as um being a musician 
nor is there any, any need for you to Absolutely. change your hair or cut your hair. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I think that's that's quite uplifting as well by um, Prabhupada because, you know, whoever we are, you know, we don't have to change uh, our identity or character, but just to keep serving Krishna to the best of our ability. Krishna will see that and he'll be touched and he will reciprocate yeah, as well. Yeah, because I think the whole of ISKCON is so indebted to George Harrison for helping us um, access, you know, his music and help us move into Krishna consciousness, reaching anyone who listened to music would surely be able to find George's music and, you know, understand the Lord and Krishna consciousness through that. And I'm so inspired by Harrison as he used his gift as a musician to spread the love of Krishna consciousness instead of, you know, producing music of no relevance and sort of only touching on material issues. Um, in the same way, I've, I've made it my goal to spread Krishna consciousness through my photography, whether that's photographing devotees or creating art that attempts to visually express Krishna's love. Yeah, that's absolutely brilliant. I, I do wish you um, all the best and success as well within that. There's one uh, particular song that I love by George that was off the, the album Living in the Material World, The Lord Loves the One. Um, the Lord loves the one that loves the Lord. And the law says, if you don't give, then you don't get loving. Now, the Lord helps those that help themselves. And the law says, whatever you do, it's going to come right back onto you. We're all making our, like, this whole world is ours. Well, the, the leaders of nations, they're acting like big girls with no thoughts for their God who provides us all with but when death comes to claim them, who will stand in Absolutely. I think that is just such an incredible yeah. song. And it really, really speaks to people on a deeper level. And that's just the perfect mm. example of how the philosophies of Krishna consciousness is put back into mainstream music and into society that is so easily accessible to you know, the most normalist of normal people. Um, and it, it's just so thought-provoking that, you know, it really does push you to seek for a higher purpose if you haven't already. Mm, definitely. Um, in terms of your spiritual practice, um, what are your long-term goals? So I've I've always been attracted to you know, studying further in a more intense environment. So whether that be um, going to an ashram or staying at the manor and studying, you know, under a guru or something um, before heading out into the rest of the world um, as a photographer, I feel it would be crucial to have the teachings before doing that and, I really feel I want to learn how to practice Krishna consciousness through the other aspects of my life, like photography. But as a devotee, um, I really would like to establish relationships with other devotees and, you know, work closely with um, a spiritual master. Mm. 
Yeah, it's, it's the same for me as well, because I know with the Manor in particular now, um, they've got a course for a master's as well to um, experience being a monk as well, the man. And for me, uh, because um, I, I don't, well, I know both of us don't come from the Christian conscious family originally, but for me, I feel sometimes that like, because I'm living in a non spiritual um, household, I feel like I can maybe sometimes attach maybe too much to material um, stuff. But I feel with being at the man, it can maybe give me the opportunity to experience you know, living Christian conscious more, like, you know, 24 hours a day, which would be immense as well, because I've, I've always wanted to experience temple life as yeah, well. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's really going to be beneficial for any devotee, really. Um, and I've, I've mm. always been quite um, interested in teaching people and helping other people. So I feel I would love to go to the temple or the manor, stay there and learn how to be, you know, a monk and, you know, provide me with the skills and knowledge to help other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and the last question, um, have you, well, since you've you've been, since you've taken to the process of Christian consciousness, have you been attracted to any particular spiritual master? Um, I haven't really had the opportunity, but I mean, Srila Prabhupada is, you know, the ultimate guru. And he he's really yeah. helped me, especially because I don't have any, you know, specific um, spiritual master. But um, with when um, Amla Mataji comes back from India, I really hope to get to know her a lot more and you know study under her um and maybe find others in my journey in the future yeah i mean for me i do like her as well i mean i know well in whilst processing about yoga as well even though you know we might might not be able to see our guru on a week or a weekly or monthly basis we still have the and support the Shiksha Guru as well, which is good. So I think for me, that would be my next step to um, have that added support as well. So, you know, he or she could um, direct me how I could start practicing you know, the um, the morning rituals as well. Yeah, definitely. Well. Yeah. One thing, well, the closing Gita card, let's say, is um, just fix your mind upon me. The supreme personality of Godhead, and engage all of your intelligence in me. Thus, you will live with me always. Without that's incredible. Doubt. Yeah, that's that's such a great quote to end on, and it it really does. That's one that really stays with me all the time. Um, that even if mm. you're doing the most mundane task, just having Krishna in mind, focusing on Him, and all your efforts will be done in Krishna consciousness. Yeah, I mean, also, well, in particular, that um, chapter of uh, devotional service, it's uh, chapter 12, there's one famous quote as well. Um, if you cannot practice the regulations of Bhakti Yoga, then just try to work for me, because by working for me, you'll come to the perfect stage. Also, um, if, however, you are unable to work in this consciousness of me, and try to act, give up all results of of your so results of your work, and try to be 
self situated. So, you know, from that, you can take, you know, how Krishna, how, Krishna, how merciful and loving he is, you know, regardless of the situation we are in and what we can take on board, he always gives us some form of life. Yeah, definitely. And even for those who aren't specifically practicing Krishna consciousness, you know, quotes like these just really can transform your way of thinking to just spiritually elevate you um, even if you're not even religious at all or just completely atheist um, anything like that really can help anybody mm. yeah definitely I mean there's one thing that you know Krishna's, um, so Krishna quotes very often is that you know the one devotee you know who preaches you know the um the basics or the practice of bhakti yoga is the most dear to him as well and i found that's really a lovely yeah absolutely and he, and he yeah and he promises as well but well he guarantees that promises that at the end of our life we'll come back to Definitely. him as well which is beautiful yeah and um, just before we go alana for like maybe a minute would you like to do yeah absolutely yourself? Okay, um, I'll just try and get my car towels, just be a second. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, um, thanks so much for coming on. Uh, no it's problem, it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah, I, I mean, funny for you and I, um, even though I think we were at, was it about just over two weeks ago, we just seemed to have Absolutely. that constant connection yeah. as well through um, music as well it's incredible isn't it? how you know just a simple process of uh, music or spirituality can you know you know attract people yeah we definitely came from a similar place and it's good that we're both sort of going in the same direction yeah definitely all yeah. right um, i'll begin now if you want um, Jai Krishna yeah so of my audio is going a bit funny Oh, sorry. I'm going to start again. I'll, I'll, I can edit. Okay. Don't worry. Sorry. Sorry. Do you want to start with um? Yeah. Jay Shikrish, um. Oh, sorry. Three, two, one. <laughs> Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hari Rama, Hari Rama, Rama Rama, Hari Hari. 